This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is Rach. This is Jax. This is Dean. And this is the Rach, Jax and Dean podcast. <laughs> Sound really chipper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's weird. Joy 94.9. Hey, you seeing anybody, Jax? Uh, I think we all know the answer to that. No, I'm not. Thank you. No, what do you look for? I feel like, honestly, Dean, all the good ones are taken. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Hey, on the line, tell us all about that is Alex from the Big Smoke. Hey, Alex, how you doing? Hey, Alex. Hello, how are you? Very well, thank good. you. So what's this uh, bit of research about um, prospective partners? So it's interesting because often we look at, you know, shows like Married at First Sight and all of these reality dating shows and we watch the reason why people like each other. And often the reasons they like each other has either one of two elements, is either completely superficial, just their look, or there's something about the other person that triggers them into believing that they can give them something that they, they're looking for. Mm. So for some people it's marriage, some people it's kids, some people it's, you know, some non-committal relationship that they can travel the world together. But whatever it is, there's something about another person that triggers that. So this study came from the US and essentially what they looked at was what are the social cues between people who are meeting each other and what is considered an attractiveness boost. And consistently, with, across all of the people in the, in the um, study, they found that they were more attracted to a person who was already in a relationship. Oh, oh there you go. So the forbidden fruit. Forbidden fruit yeah. and also and someone talking, who's wanted. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And it's this kind of concept that you have as a child, you know. You don't want that candy until everyone else in the classroom wants that candy. Um, and it has the same idea. But what was interesting about the study, it really looked at the way we're influenced by what we perceive as being really wanted. Um, and so I, I don't know what the study says about us as humans. Mm. If clearly we're kind of like, oh, well, there's no, you know, nothing's off limits if it makes us happy. But at the same time, it really does indicate to us that, you know, often we're looking for something in someone else that if it's been found by the other person, you want it now. Oh, I don't know if I fall into that. But I don't. I have got the thing of why are you single? What's wrong with you? Like, you know, no one wants her gone. That's not true. I don't want them. I say smartly. Yeah, well, you can say I get asked that all the time. Yeah. Then they will, you know. Want to ask you out, I guess. It's even like that line. I don't know what film it is um, when you say, You complete me. You don't complete me. No, No, you don't. Together we are better than we were single, but you don't complete me. Yeah, you should. Well, someone told me that they fill a hole. I I mean, you do. Sorry, Alex? Someone said that to me once that I complete them, and I was like, Oh, that's really annoying. It's kind of of like deficit. It's kind of like. It is annoying. Yeah. No, I want to share my life with someone, not. Need them to feel not be completed by someone. Yeah, but if you well, do yeah. find yourself attracted to someone who is in a relationship, you mm-hmm. know, the forbidden fruit. I, I don't know. I, I sort of just heard stories of people who perhaps hook up with someone who's perhaps going through a breakup or hasn't yet started the breakup oh, process. Oh, dangerous! But it's dangerous territory because they've done it once. They might do it again. Repeat offender. Well, I'm of the I'm of the belief that how a person behaves in a relationship, not just in a in a relationship that. Um, romantic, but also at work. So, for example, if I hire someone 
and they start, the first thing they do is talk about how bad their old boss is. Oh. That makes me feel like they're probably going to do that to me one day, and I would, mm. um, I would tr- put that into re- romantic relationships too. No, oh, yeah, definitely. It's it's not my fault. They're they're awful. It's like it's probably you, mate. It's actually you. Yeah, you're the common denominator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or is it also? And you know, I'm, I'm sort of not uh, fully versed in uh, the ways of the heterosexuals, but is it sometimes with young women they look at a man and how he treats his mother? That can sometimes yes. be a hint for how he might mm. behave in a, and a relationship. Animals. I think so. Or how they see somebody with children. So they say, oh, he or she would be an amazing mum or dad. So all of those things together. And that's where the social cues plays a big part of the study because Mm. it doesn't matter whether or not it's cemented in reality. It's what we perceive the action or the relationship or the words that they say to to mean in terms of what we want to have. Yeah, and sometimes uh, heterosexual men are looking for their mother to take care of them. And it's like, mate, pick up the bathroom mat. I'm not you. I know that guy too. Yes. <laughs> Don't leave your Versace on the floor around here. Oh, I'm not dating any Versace. You say that for nothing. Versace. <laughs> Versace. Thank you very much, Alex. We look forward to speaking to you again this time next week. Pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. You can find more Joycast and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation. Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.